From the Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen Center for Media Evangelization in Ewing, New Jersey, welcome to Come to Me with Jim Manfredonia. Stay tuned for an hour of talk, reflections, and meditations on topics that are important to today's Catholics. And now, here's your host, Jim Manfredonia. Very good day to you, my friends. Welcome once again to Come to Me. My name is Jim Manfredonia, and as always, it is a great joy to be here with you, as we are so blessed to be able to come together at this four o'clock hour, four o'clock hour live. I'll explain my speech in a moment. Live uh, on the East Coast uh, at four p.m. Um, and praying you're having a blessed, happy, and holy day, and uh, coming off uh, Labor Day weekend, or we are anyway, because. We took a little extra day yesterday, you know, Cheryl's uh, work schedule being the uh, principal organist at the parish up in Flemington, Saturday evening and Sunday, she works, so we couldn't get away for the weekend, but we got away after and decided, you know, let's just take an extra day. It was a beautiful day yesterday, so we stayed an extra day down the shore, uh, and uh, so I put repeat on, and here I am, although a little a little um, casual if you're watching, you know, of course, in addition to being on all of our uh audio platforms, our radio stations and our streaming audio and our mobile app and on our, uh, you know, the home speakers that are out there, the Amazon and Google home speakers coming to you live uh, on YouTube right now at youtube.com slash domestic church media and also on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash domestic church media and also on our homepage at domesticchurchmedia.org. Um, I am a little casual today just in, in my little t-shirt, but... <laughs> I didn't think I'd have any video today because this morning I had to go to the dentist and uh, have an extraction of a molar, my favorite molar. I'll explain that when we after our prayer time. So I wasn't quite sure if um, I'd be up to being on video, but I thought now all the all the Novocaine is gone. I think. <laughs> and, uh, anyway, it's been a been a very interesting day. But let's first pray. And uh, then I'll share with you what we have in store for you. Uh, as we are, my friends, continue to pray um, in invoking our Blessed Mother to intercede for us uh, during these times, praying for our country. And in fact, that's going to be our talk a little later on. I'm going to go to the Second Vatican Council document on the Church. And the section they, they title as the Cult of Mary. I believe that's the title. Let me look it up real quick, make sure I got it right. The Cult of the Blessed Virgin in the Church. And why we go to her, why we pray to her. A lot of prayers going up right now. You know, we have the 54-day novena, rosary novena. We have the uh, million rosary uh, crusade. We have prayers like these that we're sending out to now thousands of people to pray to Our Lady to protect our country from uh, the devil because there is evil out there. So let's pray this prayer and our other prayers that we pray. And I'll tell you how you can get your copy if you haven't gotten a copy yet of this particular prayer, and then uh, move on with the show. So let's begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our Father in heaven, who chose Mary as the fairest of your daughters, Holy Spirit, who chose Mary as your spouse, God the Son, who chose Mary as your mother, in union with Mary, we adore your majesty and acknowledge your supreme eternal dominion and authority. Most Holy Trinity, we put the United States of America into the hands of Mary Immaculate in order that she may present the country to you. 
Through her, we wish to thank you for the great resources of this land and for the freedom which has been its heritage. Through the intercession of Mary, have mercy on the Catholic Church in America. Grant us peace. Have mercy on our president and on all the officers of our government. Grant us a fruitful economy born of justice and charity. Have mercy on capital and industry and labor. Protect the family life of the nation. Guard the precious gift of many religious vocations. Through the, through the intercession of our mother, here, uh, have, sorry, have mercy on the sick, the tempted, sinners, on all who are in need. Mary, Immaculate Virgin, our mother, patroness of our land, we praise you and honor you and give ourselves to you. Protect us from every harm. Pray for us that acting always according to your will and the will of your divine Son, we may live and die pleasing to God. Amen. And as our Holy Father asked, we pray now the prayers to St. Michael the Archangel and also to Our Lady, the beautiful ancient prayer, the Subtum Presidium prayer. Uh, and Holy Father asked to pray for the, with the specific intention of protecting the Church from the attacks of the devil. We've added to that intention to protect our country from the attacks of the devil. And so we pray, St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. We fly to your protection, the Holy Mother of God. Do not despise our petitions and our necessities, but deliver us always from all dangers, O glorious and blessed Virgin. Amen. And also, my friends, today, in a special way, keep in prayer. We're a day late. This, uh, course, yesterday, you know, uh, the Church uh, celebrates the birth of our Blessed Mother, uh, September 8th, um, which is exactly nine months after the Immaculate Conception of December 8th, but September 8th, yesterday, the Church celebrates her birthday. Yesterday was also the birthday of our dear friend that we pray for every day, uh, young Maria, uh, born on December on September 8th. Uh, I did receive uh, a couple of inquiries. You know, we, we're praying for Maria, if not always vocally here. I know so many of you are keeping her in your prayers, as we are, um, that Maria is only able to communicate now by blinking her eyes. That's how much of an adverse effect the tumor on her brainstem has had on her entire body. Her mind is sharp and, and there, and she can understand, and she uh, communicates through blinking. Remember now, when she was first diagnosed with this horrible condition, the doctors didn't give her more than maybe six, nine months at the most, perhaps, and that was over a year and a half ago. Uh, Maria understands that she has been chosen by God at this particular time with this particular uh, condition to offer up that suffering and unite her own sufferings with the Lord's, but for specifically for young people, uh, for conversion for young people. 
And we're praying for that miracle to be manifest. We know the Lord will answer the prayer. We're just waiting for the time. And we know, of course, that the Lord's timing is perfect. Ours is not. God's timing is perfect. So we can continue to pray for Maria and, and just to give you an update. So keep her in prayer, uh, if you would, uh, please. And so we pray, uh, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, we love you. Pray for us. Venerable Archbishop Sheen, pray for us. St. Pope John Paul II, pray for us. Our Lady of Good Remedy, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Well, again, I thank you, my friends. And don't forget now, if you have not yet requested your free prayer card, praying the prayer we just prayed, the prayer for the United States of America, uh, please go to our website, domesticchurchmedia.org. And up on the top, just uh, scroll your, or put your cursor over the word prayer. A little menu drops down. Click on prayer for the United States, and then uh, give us your name, your address, and how many you want. And they're our gift to you. We're sending them out for free. We've sent out thousands, and we have thousands left. So we want to keep sending them out. Uh, pass them around. Leave them on, you know, uh, tables at the diner after breakfast now that you can go and eat, eat inside here in New Jersey. Um, maybe someone will pick it up and pray it. Uh, we need as much prayer as possible because, you know, we are in very, very serious times. And I think that one thing that we're seeing, I was just reading some news accounts of various things that are being said, done, blah, blah, blah. Not political. But there is so much deception out there. There is so much deceit and attempts to lie, not attempts to, actual lying, and attempts to destroy. You know, we're going to go to the Holy Father over the weekend, his Angelus message, he talked about gossip. But what we see a lot of now, especially in the political front, is just pure calumny. And, and this is always obviously then evident that the devil is behind this. Jesus called Satan the father of lies, the father of lies. And so when you see these things that are being said, that are proven to be uh, false, that even are reported by news outlets as truth when they know it's false. And I'm not going to get into specifics. You know what I'm talking about. All these different things out there. Deceit, deception, lies come from the mind of Satan and under his inspiration and influence. The other thing that I think we need to be so well aware of, and this is why we go to our Blessed Mother, and as I said, later on in the program, I'm going to go to the Second Vatican Council document on um, Our Lady. Beautiful teaching on Our Blessed Mother um, from the, the Council Fathers um, from the... Uh, I just want to get the right title here so I don't mess up because... Oh, yeah, Lumen Gentium, that's what I thought. The Dogmatic Constitution on the Church, Lumen Gentium, from November of 1964. Why we go to Blessed Mother and ask her. And I tell you what, we, we've seen so many people responding to this. You know, back um, in August, uh, the I call him the Father's Blount, 
because uh, they're brothers, um, Father Jim Blount and Father Tony Blount. And Father Tony is the vicar general of the Society of Our Lady of the Most Holy Trinity, and his brother Jim Blount, Father Jim Blount, asked people for 54 days to say one rosary every day from August 15th through October 7th. Maybe you have not heard of this and say, well, gee, it's past the, you know, I should have started on the 15th. No, start now. Don't, don't, don't get hung up on days. Just start praying. And I found it very interesting that Father Jim and Father Tony Blount asked people to pray to stave off violence and impending civil unrest in our country. Now, we see it every night on the news in, 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 in various cities across the country. We see the violence. We see the anarchy. We see the rioting. We see the, the civil unrest that's out there. The, the scary thing is, is that there are some people of prominence who are not only encouraging it, but also indicating that it's going to continue even after the election. This is not who we are, not only as Americans, but as children of God. You see, the devil is having a heyday. And so what uh, Father Tony and Father Jim Blount asked in this 54-day rosary novena to pray from August 15th, which, as you know, is the the Feast of the Assumption of Our Lady, through September 10th, that's tomorrow, to beg the Lord for the intention of peace and blessings around the November election. Now, you may say, I didn't know about this, uh, and I didn't start praying. Well, pray today. Just start praying it today, then. The day and tomorrow for that particular intention, to um, pray for peace and blessings around this election. And then beginning on September 11th, which is Friday, through October 7th, which is the Feast of Our Lady of the Most Holy Rosary, to thank the Lord in faith, believing the favor was already granted. So... You go to queenofpeacemedia.com, queenofpeacemedia.com. All the information is there. All the, these intentions I just mentioned and more background uh, from Father Tony and Father Jim Blount on this uh, Rosary Novena. We ask you to pray this. There's also the um, Million Rosary March, and that's millionrosarymarch.com. And to this point, I'm reading right off their website now, there have been, and there are, pledges of praying the rosary. 1,372,500 rosaries have been pledged. We have to storm the heavens with what Padre Pio referred to as his weapon. To stave off this violence, this impending uh, civil unrest that is not only occurring, but as being uh, um, promised by some to be escalated. 
And this is not from God, you know. I mean, we all know that our, our responsibilities as citizens of this country, we have a, a, a wonderful opportunity every year, but especially every four years, to vote and to select our president. It's, it's, to me, it's just uh, mind-boggling how we can see people talking about not accepting the results and, and, and the possibility of fraud and, and, and uh, uh, under no circumstances are you to, to, to concede and, and all these things that, that, that people are saying are, are, are going to happen. And then, of course, the threat of continued violence leading up to getting more and more violent. And then once you get into the election, depending on the result, one way or another, how much violence will there be after that? What happened? What happened to this country? You know, there were many in, in my course of my life. I, I my first vote, uh, the first opportunity I had to vote for a president was in 1972. So almost for fifty for almost fifty years, I've been voting for presidents, and there have been times when the person that I wanted to be president didn't become president. I was outvoted. So be it. You know, in four years, there's an opportunity for change again. If you if things are, don't go well. That's how we operate here in this country. But to hear uh, some uh, political and, and media leaders uh, um, uh, acknowledging and, and encouraging and promoting violence if they don't get their way, if the person they want to be voted in isn't, that's not what we are about as Americans. I think, my friends, that the only solution to all of this, and I'm sure all of you agree, is that there needs to be divine intervention. And of course, our country is under the patronage of Our Lady, under the title of the Immaculate Conception, and that's the prayer we pray. You know, if you're not familiar with this, I'm sure most of you are, if you've been uh, listening since we began this back around the 4th of July, praying to this particular prayer that we pray, the prayer for the United States, is the prayer that was prayed at the um, dedication and consecration of the National Basilica of the Immaculate Conception in Washington, D.C., uh, back in 1959. I'm encouraged by one point, almost 1.4 million rosaries being pledged. So you can do that. You can go to, to amillionrosarymarch.com and pledge your rosary or rosaries. You can also go to queenofpeacemedia.com to find out about the 54-day novena. And again, don't let the, because it began on August 15th and you didn't start on August 15th, don't worry about that. You know, God's not checking off in a, in a notebook somewhere who didn't start on August 15th. Just pray, just pray. Because, and I do believe, I really do believe that the, the, the people of God, you, 
and and me and 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 others like us who think like we do, who struggle every day to to live a good a good holy life, always working on our personal sanctification for as often as as much as we fall. That it's in our hands, we have the power. You know, you can talk about all the weapons you want. You can talk about all the firepower and all the violence and all the uh, whatever else goes with that. The, the, the strength of the prayers of the faithful and the power of the prayers of the faithful will result in a defeat of this violence and civil unrest. I do believe the hand of God has to be placed upon this country in a very obvious way, and I think we're going to see that. But we have to remain strong in our faith, and we have to remain strong in our conviction that we can go to Blessed Mother and beg her to intercede on our behalf before the Blessed Trinity to protect our country from all that's out there and the dangers and, and the evil that's out there. And there is evil out there, and it's getting stronger and stronger by the day. We have to admit that and, and accept that. But in doing so, also be determined to put together Our Lady's army of prayer warriors to defeat this evil, to defeat this enemy that threatens our very livelihood, who we are, as Americans, and as, as practicing Catholics and Christians. There was a story I saw on the news last night. I believe it was in either Portland or, or Seattle, one of, the, you know, one of the violent cities, where on Sunday they were, they were going to gather in a very large park a, a large group of Christians to pray. And the city fenced off the park and wouldn't let them in say it was too much of an, uh, a, a chance of, you know, spreading COVID or whatever they were saying. Yet, not far away at another park, it was wide open for rioters and looters and anarchists to be gathering. It, it doesn't make any sense. Well, it does make sense when you, when you, when you put it in perspective and, 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 and know that it's the enemy, Satan, that's behind all of this. And we have to stand up and not be afraid. Jesus, you know, tells us, they say, I've never really verified this, but they say, of course, you probably heard have heard this, that it, it, the, the phrase, be not afraid or do not, do not be afraid, is in the Bible 365 times, one, once for each day of the year. Don't be afraid. You know, that's especially what evil people use to control you is fear. Make you afraid. Make you afraid. And, and evil people can control you. It was very evident and should still be fresh in our minds, although it was 80 years ago in the 1930s when that tactic was used by Adolf Hitler in the Third Reich. There was a story I was reading about that where Hitler wanted to create an office of propaganda 
And instead of calling it that, they, they called it the Office of Enlightenment or something to that effect. I forget what it was. But it was basically controlling the media to make the people afraid. Use the media, use the arts, use theater to sway people in one particular direction. And a lot of that was using fear. So we mustn't be afraid. We have to listen to the words of the Lord and not be afraid and use what we have that no one can take away. No, no legislation, no legislator, uh, no uh, government official, no mandate, uh, 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 no rule, whatever they use, can take away our faith and our love for the Lord and our ability to use the greatest weapon available to mankind in that beautiful, those beautiful prayers that we pray, especially using the, as Padre Padre Pio would call it, the the weapon of the rosary. So now's the time. We're getting down now to the final inning. You know, this is this is it. We're we're only a couple of months away from election day, and as you know, and I let's let's just all be honest with each other, it's going to get worse. But we know, as people of God, that if we trust and have faith and believe, that we will see an, a divine intervention that will have been will be unprecedented. In our time. But we have to believe, we have to be faithful, we have to not be afraid and walk in faith. Look at the great men and women who have gone before us in, 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 in the face of these types of threats to our people. So there are so many ways we can do this, and I'm encouraging you if you have not yet gotten our prayer. Again, it's free. I'm happy to send it to you. Just go to our website, domesticchurchmedia.org. Place your cursor over the prayer uh, link, and a little drop-down menu comes down. Give us your name, your address, and tell us how many you want, and pray these prayers and encourage others. I've gotten requests from some parishes where they're going to pass these out and put them in their bulletins, which is great. The, The prayer opportunities we have, and I know now because we're not limited to the Diocese of Trenton, we go into the Archdiocese of Philadelphia, the, the Diocese of Metuchen, the Diocese of Camden, and literally around the world with all of our media. The prayer's on our website. Just pray it from the website if you don't want to send away for it. We'll send you as many as you want. And we encourage you to pass them out and, and pray. And go to these websites. Again, I'll give you these websites. Uh, It's uh, queenofpeacemedia.com. Queenofpeacemedia.com. It's all spelled out, queenofpeacemedia.com. That'll take you to uh, Father Tony and Father Jim Blount um, and their 54-day novena. Again, they started praying the uh, rosary novena beginning on August 15th. And um, through tomorrow, September 10th, the intention was to beg the Lord for the intention of peace and blessings around the November election. Then starting on Friday, September 11th through October 7th, pray the rosary each day to thank the Lord in faith 
believing the favor was already granted. To see that miracle, to see that divine intervention that has to take place. Also, if you're interested in the Million Rosary March, go to millionrosarymarch.com, millionrosarymarch.com, and you can make a commitment and a pledge to pray the rosary each day, or however many rosaries you want to pledge. But right now it's at one point, um, almost 1.4 million rosaries being pledged to pray for our country. These are unprecedented times, my friends. This is why it's so important to have uh, an apostolate like this. And I say that humbly. I don't say it because of me, but I say it knowing that the Lord gives us this opportunity to, to, to come to potentially millions of people every day to spread this good news, because you're not getting this good news on any other outlet out there. You're getting it, though, from this apostolate, because we believe that the power of the media has to be used by the church, and and we, being a Catholic lay apostolate, the lay people, as Bishop Sheen said so many years ago, it's the lay people who are going to save the church. And in that, save the world from the enemy, of dar- who is the prince of darkness. And we see the darkness pervading our country right now. And we can defeat that with the light of Christ. So we go to our Blessed Mother in a special way. We ask her to intercede for us uh, on our behalf. We're going to go, when we come back from break, go to um, the Second Vatican Council from Lumen Gentium on the cult of the Blessed Virgin Mary in the Church. Why do we go to Mary and what she can do for us, especially during these most trying times? So stay where you are, my friends. There's more to come on Come to Me. I'll be right back. America, what have you done for your marriage today? It's a good question. I gave a huge hug this morning. We've actually organized a date night tonight. I took the baby while she worked. Um, I sent my husband a love email. I have carried my wife's purse. I shopped. We talked. I made my wife laugh. She's still laughing. <laughs> what have you done for your marriage today? Do something a little special. Get started at foryourmarriage.org. A message from the Catholic Communication Campaign. I'm Cheryl. I'm Jim. And we invite you to join us every Friday at 4 p.m. for Friday Live. Two hours of talk, music, interesting, and informative interviews. We'll also have a reflection on Sunday's Gospel, Jim Hoffman's weekend weather forecast, and you'll have a chance to call in and play one of our fun game shows like Saint of the Day or Name That Catholic Tune. 
It all happens right here Friday at 4 p.m. That's Friday Live, proclaiming the joy of the gospel, communicating hope on these domestic church media stations. Sixty seconds with Mother Angelica. We have to think the way God thinks. See? If I hate my brother, that's not how God thinks. If you lie or cheat, it's not how God is. If you have a hot temper, if you're proud, arrogant, if you find it hard to forgive and forget, it's not like God. So what does that mean? It means you're not acting like God. You know, it's foolish to think that you're going to die and pop boom, right into heaven when you hate half the people there. <laughs> you know, you stay hell, you still hate your mother-in-law, you still hate, may she rest in peace, but you hope she doesn't. <laughs> All these people you don't even like. The people you know and trust are on EWTN. Want to work a virtual miracle for your church or charity? Here's something so brilliant yet so simple and meaningful, you have to check it out. It's an internet site called GoodShop.com. GoodShop.com has created a way that lets you support any charity of your choice, and it costs you nothing. The good news is 700 of the largest internet retailers, stores you already visit online, have teamed up with GoodShop.com to give back a percentage of every purchase you make to your favorite cause. Before you buy anything online, go Go to GoodShop.com, select the charity you care about most, and then click over to your favorite store. Shop as you normally would, pay nothing extra, and a donation will be made to your favorite charity. It's that easy. Visit GoodShop.com today and designate Domestic Church Media as your favorite charity, and a portion of your Internet purchase will be donated to Domestic Church Media and enable us to continue to bring you outstanding Catholic radio. That's GoodShop.com, and designate Domestic Church Media as your favorite charity. GoodShop.com. From Yardley to Yardville. Seagirt to Spotswood. Matawan to Manalapan. From Lakewood to Long Branch. Asbury Park to Adelphia. Morrisville to Marlboro. Domestic Church Catholic Radio, proclaiming Jesus Christ in the new springtime of the church. All right, and welcome back. On this September 9th, 2020, September 9th. Oh, happy birthday to Father Tim Byerly, a great friend of this apostolate for uh, from the beginning, from its inception. Father Tim has been with us and uh, with uh, been my spiritual director for many years, and today he celebrates his birthday. So happy birthday, Father Tim. Uh, we're going to go to, in a second, a moment or two, rather, the uh, uh, section in Lumen Gentium on the cult of the Blessed Virgin in the church. Why do we go to Mary and see how powerful her intercession for us is? But we'll get to that in a second. I did mention earlier, if you're tuned in on our video side on YouTube or Facebook, a little more casual today. I didn't think I'd be uh, on camera today because I did go to the dentist this morning. I had to have a molar removed. (laughs) My favorite tooth, and I say that because Back in 1975, 
it was my first root canal. So 45 years I've had this tooth, I had root canal. But I think starting in the year 2000, every dentist I went to said, oh, that's got to come out. That's got to come out. I said, it's not bothering you. Well, it's going gonna, it's gonna to start bothering you soon. It's got to come out. I always said, well, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So we left it in there. And then I remember my most recent, I have a lovely, uh, wonderful uh, family of dentists that take care of me. I say family because it is a family affair, father and sons. And um, when I first saw him probably, oh, seven years ago, he said, oh, that tooth has to come out. I said, but it's not bothering me. He goes, but it's going to. I said, but it's not bothering me. Leave it alone. And then it's the filling started to come out, and I was just, we were going on one of our pilgrimages, and I said, can you just, like, fix it so the filling didn't come out, just so I can get through Rome, you know, our, our pilgrimage? And he did, and of course, that stayed that way since maybe 2013. But recently, the filling came out, and they wanted to remove it. I said, okay, you can have it. So I had to go this morning and get that thing out of there. So I was uh, numbed up. I didn't know if I'd be able to, but that's all. The, the Novocaine is all gone. There seems to be no pain. I think I have a pretty high threshold for pain because they were saying, oh, take this, take that. I said, I don't take anything until it hurts me. But you want to avoid the pain ahead of time. They said, get one this, that. I said, nah, leave it. I said, I can, I can handle it. I'm, whenever I'm in the dentist chair, because nobody likes the dentist, let's face it, especially when stuff like that is going to be done, the Novocaine and the shots, and then you hear, <laughs> you know what they're doing. <laughs> I always just unite my suffering. It sounds, I'm not trying to be facetious. It's true. Lord, if you can go through what you went through, I can take this and I'll offer it up. Anyway, that's why I'm in my T-shirt today. I didn't know if I'd be on, on, I didn't think I'd be on camera. I didn't know I'd be on the air, but here I am. I hope you're happy with that explanation. Okay, let's go to Lumen Gentium. And where the church, where the council fathers teach about the cult of Mary in the church. You know, why do we go to Our Lady? Why, and, you know, a lot of this, Mary is a stumbling block for many non-Catholics, even for some Catholics, unfortunately. But listen to what the council fathers teach in Lumen Gentium, the dogmatic constitution on the church. They wrote, Mary has by grace been exalted above all angels and men to a place second only to her son as the most holy mother of God who was involved in the mysteries of Christ. She is rightly honored by a special cult in the church. From the earliest times, the Blessed Virgin is honored under the title of Mother of God, whose protection, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, whose protection the faithful take refuge together in prayer in all their perils and needs. Oh, my goodness, if we have perils or needs, it's right now. So from the, from the earliest days, I remember one time hearing, you know, before long before Catholic radio, maybe some of you did this too, the, the only, the only uh, um, religious radio that we, was available to us was our, our good evangelical friends. They had many, you know, many of them had shows. In fact, as I said, there was one gentleman and I'll have to ask Bruce and Linda because they told me, they mentioned his name, and I can't think of it. They, when I talked about his program and how it influenced me, they knew right away who it was. But it was many years ago when I was driving back and forth to uh, my secular job where I would listen in the morning from 7 to 7.15 on one of these evangelical stations was this man who was doing basically what I'm doing. You know, this, he, only His was 15 minutes long. 
and it was a, just a, a morning program where he would just reflect on things. And I thought, boy, that's that'd be. And he had such a gentle voice; he was just so nice to listen to. Another evangelical I heard one time was talking about Mary being the mother of God, and this this evangelical says God had no mother. <laughs> so you're certainly downplaying Blessed Mother, but of course. If Mary is the mother of Jesus and Jesus is God, it's fair to say Mary is the mother of God, not mother of the, not mother of the, the Father, of course. God, the Father, God, our triune God was, is, and always will be. But the second person of the Blessed Trinity entering to, entering into time, taking on the flesh of Mary, is both man and God. So Mary, in that sense, as we'd say, is, is honored under the title of Mother of God, whose protection the faithful take refuge together in prayer in all their perils and needs. The fathers say, accordingly, following the Council of Ephesus, there was a remarkable growth in the cult of the people of God towards Mary in veneration and love, in invocation and imitation, according to her own prophetic words. And they Quote from Luke 1, 48, what we call the Magnificat, All generations shall call me blessed, because he that is mighty hath done great things to me. So that's scriptural. You know, a lot of our, our, our good Protestant friends, as I said, Mary is a stumbling block to them. And even some of our Catholic brothers and sisters have a tough time. But it is scriptural where Mary proclaims in Luke, 40, Luke 1, 48, where she says, All generations shall call me blessed, because he that is mighty hath done great things to me. And the council fathers write, This cult, as it has always existed in the church, for all its uniqueness, differs essentially from the cult of adoration, which is offered equally to the incarnate Word and to the Father and the Holy Spirit and is most favorable to it. The various forms of piety toward the Mother of God, which the Church has approved within the limits of sound and orthodox doctrine, according to the dispositions and understandings of the faithful, ensure that while the Mother is honored, the Son, through whom, whom all things have their being, and in whom it has pleased the Father that all fullness should dwell, is rightly known, loved, and glorified, and his commandments are observed. We honor Mary. We don't worship Mary. Mary is a creature, just like you and me. She's not divine. And the Council Fathers make this very clear. They say that sacred synod teaches this Catholic doctrine advisedly, at the same time uh, admonishes all the sons of the Church that the cult, especially the liturgical cult of the Blessed Virgin, be generously fostered, and that the practices and exercises of devotion toward her, recommended by the teachings, uh, sorry, by the teaching authority of the Church, in the course of centuries, be highly esteemed and that those decrees which were given in the early days regarding the cult images of Christ, the Blessed Virgin, and the saints be re religiously observed. But it strongly urges theologians and preachers of the Word of God to be careful to refrain as much from all false 
exaggeration as from too summary an attitude in considering the special dignity of the Mother of God. Following the study of sacred scripture, the fathers, the doctors, and liturgy of the church, and under guidance of the church's magisterium, let them rightly illustrate the duties and privileges of the Blessed Virgin, which always refer to Christ, the source of all truth, sanctity, and devotion. You know, Bishop Sheen used to give that beautiful teaching on Our Lady, uh, where he would draw the analogy of the sun and the moon. You know, just about uh, maybe maybe five or six days ago, we had a beautiful full moon um, out, you know, and uh, on those clear nights, whenever we have a full moon, you see the the light of the moon really casting light so much so that it, dis- it dispels a lot of the darkness. You can see, you know, you can see... Uh, from, from the moonlight, but it really isn't the moonlight. It's the sunlight reflecting off the moon. The moon doesn't have any light of its own to cast. It depends on the sun, S-U-N, to reflect off the moon to cast that light. Bishop Sheen used to draw that analogy when referring to Our Lady and Our Lord, that Mary, as I said, and as you know, is just a creature, but... It's the light of Christ reflected through her that gives her this, this special place because of who she is and who God chose her to be from all eternity, from all women, to be the one who would give flesh to the Son of God, the Incarnation. Scott Hahn would say, Mary is the carne of the incarnation. That the flesh that the second person of the Blessed Trinity took upon himself at that incarnation, at Mary's fiat, when she said yes to what the angel was uh, saying to her, let it be done to me as you say. At that moment, the Holy Spirit overshadowed her. And the second person of the Blessed Trinity was conceived in her virginal womb, taking on her flesh and blood. We know that Jesus is true God and true man, body, blood, soul, body, blood, soul. Body, blood is from Mary. Soul infused there, uh, taking on uh, his existence in her virginal womb and his divinity as well. So, when we look to Mary, we see her special place. And, and as, uh, again, I'll, I'll quote Scott Hahn, Dr. Scott Hahn, who said, the church didn't make Mary great. God made Mary great in choosing her from all eternity, from all women, to be the mother of his son. The, the council fathers uh, say, Let them carefully refrain from whatever uh, might or word of deed uh, lead the separated brethren or any others whatsoever into error about the true doctrine of the church. Let the faithful remember, moreover, that true devotion consists neither in a sterile nor transitory affection nor in a certain vain uh, credulity, but proceeds from true faith by which we are led to recognize the excellence of the mother of God and we are moved to a filial love towards our mother and to uh, the imitation of her virtues. You know, if we think about our Lord's crucifixion, 
And as Our Lady stood at, under the, at the foot of the cross with the beloved disciple John, and Jesus looked down to John and said, Behold your mother. And to then looking at the Blessed Mother said, Behold your son. And the teaching of the church tells us that John represented the church in that sense and took her into his home. Took You know, how the church from that moment and what a special place Mary has in the life of every Christian. When Jesus gave her to the church, basically. The Council Fathers also write, in the meantime, the mother of Jesus in the uh, glory which she possesses in body and soul in heaven is the image and beginning of the church. It is to be perfected in the world to come. Likewise, she shines forth on earth until the day the Lord shall come, a sign of certain hope and comfort to the pilgrim people of God. And this is where we go and have been going for 2,000 years. You know, when our Blessed Mother was assumed into heaven, body and soul. Uh, some people say, well, did she die? And I remember hearing uh, an, a, a very good explanation of, of this, a brief explanation, but very, very sound to me. Did Mary experience physical death, or was she just assumed? Well, uh, the commentator teacher on our station, as a matter of fact, I forget which program it was, said, God allowed his son to experience physical death, not decay, but he did die. Jesus died. Why would Mary have been exempt for that? But she experienced human death, but not corruption. She was assumed then into heaven, body, and soul, where she is right now, in heaven, body, and soul, in a, in a uh, um, the same... Uh, way will be there in a glorified state one day with Jesus. And the Council Fathers say, she shines forth on earth until the day of the Lord shall come, a sign of certain hope and comfort to the pilgrim uh, people of God. Mary has been our comfort, our hope, for 2,000 years. And, you know, we, we hear the, the, the wonderful teaching or the uh, telling of the, the story of Lepanto and how uh, through prayer to our Blessed Mother, it, it's, it, 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 uh, she staved off the attack of the Muslims and the victory of Lepanto. And we hear about so many stories throughout the history of our church about Mary's intervention, going to the Blessed Mother and begging her to inter intercede for us. Just, you know, as the church teaches, you know what? So think about the, the, her first uh, intercession when the, uh, uh, at the wedding feast at Cana where the servants went to her and said, we have no more wine. Ask your son to do something. <laughs> you know, and she did intervene. She went and interceded for uh, the people. And she does that for us on a regular basis through our prayers. But now, my brothers and sisters especially, this is, as I said, and as you know, I don't have to, I don't have to tell you this. This is, a, this is such a critical time in our country's history and salvation history. I read somewhere <laughs> that 
there's a comet screaming toward Earth that scientists say is going to hit the planet the day before election day or something. I, I, don't, I, I, I did see, I, I should have saved the article. It was in the New York Post. I don't know how. It sounded kind of interesting to me <laughs> that this comet was going to hit the planet the day before election day. Just a lot of weird things. An earthquake in Freehold today, right? They said a 3.1 magnitude earthquake in in Freehold today. What's I mean? What what a year this has been, right? Weird. I mean, raging fires in California, excessive excessive heat, uh, and fires in Oregon. Um, We're just seeing all kinds of strange things. And I think also, you know, for so long in this country, we have eliminated God from our existence, political existence, our cultural existence, our educational existence. That we've, we've pushed, God will never leave us. God loves us more than we will ever understand. So we have to beg our Blessed Mother to go, as we do in this beautiful prayer we pray every day, to go to the Most Holy Trinity present our country to Father, Son, and Holy Spirit and ask for protection. Uh, the Council Father says, say, said, it gives great joy and comfort to the sacred synod that among the separated brethren too are those who give due honor to the Mother of God, our Lord and our Savior, especially among the Easterns uh, who with devout mind and fervent impulse give honor to the Mother of God of her Virgin, the entire body of the faithful pours forth urgent supplications to the mother of God and of men that she, who aided uh, the beginnings of the church by her prayers, may now, exalted as she is above all the angels and saints, intercede before her son in the fellowship of all the saints until all families of people, whether they are honored with the title of Christians or whether they still do not know the Savior, may happily uh, be gathered together in a in peace and harmony into one people of God for the glory of the most holy and undivided Trinity. So these prayers that are being prayed right now are right in line with what the church has always taught and what the council fathers here are begging back in 1964, that through all these prayers uh, that she be honored um, and that she is above all the saints and angels, intercede before her son for in the fellowship of all saints until all families of people, whether they are Christians or not, that they may know the Savior one day, and we all will be happily gathered in peace and harmony into one people of God for the glory of the most holy and undivided Trinity, Mary's role. You know, Mary's main vocation is to lead people to Christ. That's Mary's vocation, to to lead people to her son. And right now we go to her in a special way over these next uh, couple of months where we ask Our Lady to, in a special way, intercede for the church here on earth, but in, in, in this particular time, in our own country. She is our patroness under the title of the Immaculate Conception. And so many prayers of of supplication are being uh, 
raised, so many rosaries being pledged and prayed, so many families coming together in prayer, so many individuals sacrificing and, 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 and invoking Our Lady's intercession for this very same reason and cause, to protect our country from the enemy. You know, I've, uh, I've sent out e- emails and things encouraging people to request the prayer that we offer. Many, many quotes from exorcists and saints and, and uh, fathers of the church about how the devil is so much afraid of the Blessed Mother because he knows she will crush his head. And for as much as he's uh, active now, especially in our own country, and has been around the world, this pandemic, the whole thing, that we know that Mary's intercession, the Blessed Mother, interceding on behalf of her children here on earth, he will be defeated. We know the end. But we know that this crisis and these difficult days and, and months that we've been experiencing will end. But we have to go to her with all confidence and faith and trust. And we have to pray that this situation, and especially the evil that is now in our, in our midst in this country, will end. So let's pray. Okay, got to go. Uh, I'll be back tomorrow, Thursday, right? Yep, oh, oh, Thursday already. My goodness, am I right? It's the Nova King. All right, uh, yeah, have a great rest of your day, my friends. God bless you for being with me today, and I'll be back tomorrow. My name is Jim Manfredonia. Thanks for listening. God bless you, and God love you.